Hello and welcome to Value Research Podcast. You're listening to First Page, a column written by Dhirendra Kumar. The Great Moderation, Volatile Headlines versus the Steady Reality. The fake news about the stock market's volatility does a lot of serious harm. You say the economy is doing well, so why is the stock market always falling? This question was fired at me, somewhat aggressively, by an aging relative whom I cannot answer back in the same tone. When I dug into her reasons for thinking that the stock market was always falling, it turned out that based on her information inputs, this was the correct conclusion to draw. You see, she has no interest in investments and indeed no need for any such interest because others in her family take care of all financial matters. The only financial news she sees are the headlines that Google puts on the news notifications feature of her phone. These headlines always appear only when the markets have fallen sharply, although I'm not sure whether this choice is algorithmic or some editorial selection. What is undoubtedly true is that outside the financial newspapers and websites, the stock markets make it to the headlines only when there's a sharp one-day drop in the main indices, generally by at least 2%. There seems to be a sharp bad news-only filter at work when it comes to stock market news. These headlines then get amplified by whatever logic or lack of it dictates what gets thrown on people's phone screens. Those of us who are serious investors hardly ever pay any attention to the one-day swings in stock prices and indices. However, people who are just bystanders and those who are newcomers to the markets do get influenced by this fear-inducing new system. On social media too, there seems to be an entire subculture of research analyzing one-day returns in which counting the number of sharply negative days seems to feature prominently. To be fair, since the primary goal of social media is to gain attention, this does seem to work. I guess it's also possible that day traders and short-term punters imagine these vacuous observations to be actually useful, but I would have no idea about that. Anyhow, I was sufficiently intrigued by this whole business, so I did a small investigative exercise on Value Research's analytical platform on the BSC Sensex. I looked at daily closing values from 1993 to 2023 and obtained a count of the number of trading days under five categories of daily returns. Worse than minus 2%, minus 1 to minus 2%, minus 1 to plus 1%, plus 1 to plus 2% and better than plus 2%. When I look at this data, it's quite noticeable that the number of days that could make one fearful, a drop worse than 2%, have gone down sharply over the years. Here's that series of the number of some of the sharply negative days, starting with 1993, 25, 11, 14, 20, 18, 31, 20 and so on. The effect is most notable when comparing years that are sharply positive. For example, take 1999, when the market was up a huge 75%, the highest in the entire sample. The Sensex started the year at 3060 and ended at 5375. And yet, during this year, there were 20 trading days when it fell by more than 2%, including one day when it fell 6.9%. Contrast this with the three years of 2021 to 23 when the Sensex gained a cumulative 50% and yet the total such days were only 14. Or the four years of 2016 to 2019 when the markets were up a cumulative 57% and yet there were only 13 total days when they fell more than 2%. 
The standout conclusion of my analysis is that the markets are much calmer now than they used to be. This is best seen in the middle moderate band, the one from minus 1 to plus 1%. The average number of days in this range from 1993 to 2009 is 126, while from 2020 10 to 2023 is 186. I would say that we have seen a massive moderation of the volatility of the stock markets. However, the general impression is that the markets are more volatile, risky and prone to collapses. What's more, the negative impact of this is not limited to just to people like my aunt. It also lies at the root of, to take just one example, the persistent refusal to increase equity investments in NPS and EPF. Personally, I lay the blame squarely at the feet of the news media and social media. This fake news about how volatile and risky the equity markets are is doing a lot of serious damage.